everyone. Welcome back to episode 18 of UCC's Talking Pictures podcast. I am your host, Shannon, and I am delighted to announce today that I have with me the wonderful Neve Kremen. Now, Neve is Cork-based. She's 19, and she already has two feature films under her belt. I'm really excited to chat with her today, especially as she's in studio, and I suppose that will get started. So, Neve, how are you? Great. Thank you so much, Shannon, for having me on. I'm really excited since you've had such amazing people on your podcast so far, so looking forward to chatting. Yeah, so do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into acting? Because like I just mentioned there, you are in your first year of college now, Mm -hmm. which probably makes you the youngest person I've had on. But already you have such a caliber of work between like ads, short films and now films. Like what was your evolution kind of working your way up through the whole film industry? Yeah, well, I suppose I've been really interested in acting, singing and dancing since I was like three or four. And then I feel like the burning question was always like, oh, which one do you prefer? And, you know, like, do you want to pursue it after school? And I feel like it wasn't until I went into secondary school and I had my first like on camera gig that I was like, oh, wow, like I caught the bug. I was like, nothing else gives me this feeling in my stomach that I'm getting from performing in front of the camera. And so then I suppose I really was like, I would love more screen work and just kept constantly putting myself forward for different things. And, you know, you have to really put yourself out there. And, you know, saying it, my mom says that she remembers when I was three or four, I was younger and I would watch the TV and see like a child on TV and be like, mom, how do I be on TV (laughs) like them? Like, how do I how do I get on an ad? And my mom you know knew nothing about the industry so I really had to figure it out for myself I saw online that you needed you know an acting CV you needed your headshot so I went into the bathroom and took some selfies like in front of my plain white wall as my headshot I was like there we go perfect I have a headshot and then make a CV and it was so funny because my first CV was like 17 pages long oh okay yes not that I had that much experience you're probably wondering how um but I put in like every single thing that I ever did so like every end of year show every pantomime every like fesh matchy competition even if I didn't win an award I still put it into my CV I was like they're gonna think I am class with all this experience and then I actually sent that off to agents and casting directors I looked up online like a manual on how to do it and they were like you have your CV you have your headshot you have a show reel so I um, recorded like a few little bits of monologues and like edited them together on iMovie and I was like oh my god I'm gonna make it like I have all the stuff that I need all the materials so I sent off like blanket emails which is just like the exact same email which is like an absolute red flag in the acting industry and I remember just writing my email and I was like hi I'm 15 I'm so passionate I'm so hardworking. like here's all my materials and I think like from like 25 emails I probably got like one reply being like sorry our books are closed at the moment our books are full so then I kind of realized I signed up for like different workshops and things and I realized okay I probably haven't done this correctly but there's still time so then I just kind of put myself forward for different auditions and I was lucky enough to you know get an ad and then I was like working on shortening my CV and you know getting good headshots and stuff like that to have really good materials to send off for different auditions and stuff like that but it's crazy the amount that you go forward for that you know you never hear back from and I feel like I've gotten good now I send off a tape and I'm just like okay forget about it because it's pointless thinking about it because often 
you know, 99% of the time you don't hear back. My mom would always be like, oh, have you heard back from that one that you did? And I'm like, oh, you just have to put it out of your head because there's so many no's. And if you dwell on them, I feel like you can let the rejection really drag you down. But just got to keep grinding, you know, keep crafting. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, I have to say about the CV thing, though, it really reminds me of the episode in Friends where, like, Joey, he, like, puts all this, like, stuff on his CV and he just, like, well, not that he didn't do, but he's like, oh, yeah, I can do tap dancing and, like, singing. Like, it's giving that vibe. It is. But you were doing that when you were 15. Was there just, like, this real determination to, like, get in there and get working? Yeah, definitely, because... You know, I did a music video was my first thing, actually. And then I went on to do a short film and I was like, oh, my God, I love this. So, you know, there's no harder, fast way, I feel. And if you don't know people in the industry, it's sort of really confusing as to how to do it. So I'd always be like, you know, looking up the best like ring light and stuff that I should get. And like just in my back room, like recording these probably like rubbish monologues. But like there definitely was that determination that like, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to do it and it's it's going to work out. So touch what it does. And when you were doing your first on-screen experience, like how did you manage to get that role? Did it go through auditioning or was it just through networking? Yeah, I think I found like casting calls online, like which there's a lot of online. And then I went into the room and I think I actually wrote, it was a really sort of a rough brief, like, oh, pretend that you're a bully in a school. And myself and my mom were like, it was like meant to be improvised, but like we wrote out like a full script being like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And like, I'm going to bring the shock factor. Like I might even say a curse word. I was <laughs> took some risks. Um, but actually people do say that you should make yourself tape, you know, stand out from the rest. But it's always so hard because you're thinking, how are other people going to do this tape? And how can I make mine stand out from everybody else's yeah yeah because it's definitely something that's so important when you're sending things off i love like with this script like all like you probably had all these insults and they're like Nia, what what were you doing in secondary like, school this is a bit fishy <laughs> they're like okay this is a bit too accurate where did this come yeah. from yeah but um i'm really interested because obviously acting is an industry in Ireland and in general is just a lot harder to break into or succeed in compared to something like I don't know teaching or just to throw out something there but um did you ever kind of have that fear when you were younger where you're like oh this is definitely the career I want to go into but I don't know if I should do it because obviously there's a risk that you might not make it yeah definitely I feel like even now still I'm like oh my god imagine it doesn't work out but no I feel like you definitely just have to leap into it 100% and like I'm really lucky that my friends and family are like go for it girl you know they're like this is cool you know YOLO so you gotta jump in head first I feel and it it obviously is really scary and intimidating at first because you know it obviously you apply for so many things before you actually get something and then you finally get something and it's like you get a taste for it and when you get the taste for it you can't just walk away because you just get fueled and it just really every time I get an experience on set I'm like I feel so lucky and like I really go in like a sponge like wanting to take in observing other people's like methods and things like that and like really chatting to everyone to like really make the most out of the experience and get the most out of it but yeah it's really really it's an exciting industry yeah I think it's really cool as well that you were in secondary school while a lot of things were happening and I'm really curious like how did you juggle it like you had 
shooting all across the country sometimes you'd have premieres one night next day you're going to school <laughs> yeah. like how do you manage to balance it especially going into the leaving cert when obviously the academic level was brought up a bit I guess when I was doing the leaving cert I kind of knew that I really wanted to pursue acting but yet I really obviously wanted to do well in my exams and not let that you know mm. not let other things that I was doing bring it down and it was funny actually a couple of weeks before the leaving cert I did a short film on the Aran Islands and I came back and I was like oh my god this is all that I want to do so I feel like you just have to get into the mindset of okay there's not long left because obviously I'm not doing a very academic course in in college now so you know in a sense it's not very you know there's not much sitting down reading a book or anything like that so I was like okay this is probably the last time in my life that I'm gonna have to study to this (laughs) intensity so I was like just go for it and do it and um thank god it all worked out anyway one thing I was really interested that you told me earlier was you were the head girl at your school and you actually organized a meeting with an actress who I say would be quite popular around Ireland do you want to tell us a bit about that because that is so cool yeah um, it was so random International Women's Day last year when I was doing my leaving cert we our student council had a meeting and they were like okay we need a you know because obviously I went to an all-girls school and they were like let's really organize something to uplift all the girls in the school and what's something that we could do and we had the idea of bringing in people of all different like career paths to chat to the students and to really show that you know you don't have to go to college and you know, study this, you can still be successful and do a completely different degree or you can, you know, not go to college and still be successful in later life. And so Sarah Green, who, (laughs) you know, would be known for like normal people, bad sisters at the moment, was a past pupil of my school. And I was like, oh, that's that's aiming way too high. Like she's so out of reach. You know, she's like one incredible like she has incredible accolades under her belt. I was like, that's not going to work, surely. So I sent her like a really long Instagram message and it was so long that I had to send it in two chunks. You know, the way that, <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. that there's a word limit. And I was like, hello, you really inspire me. I'd really love to follow your trajectory and path because obviously she grew up in Quirk, like same as mm-hmm. me, same as us. <laughs> and then she replied back and she was like oh my god of course doll like I'll be around Cork next week if if that's what you need because I was thinking like I could even interview you on zoom or something like that she was like I'd love to pop in and you know I haven't seen the school since it was done up and I was like oh my god this is crazy so like she gave me her number and she was like oh like I'll come in this day and I'll chat to you then and it was so funny because myself and I got one of my friends to interview her with me so that it wouldn't be as intimidating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it was like the hall was like full of girls and we made sure that people who were interested in the arts and who were interested in acting and films and stuff like that, you know, got like first refusal to come in and see it. We had a few questions written out, but like she was so interesting to talk to and so generous and giving of information that like I just kept adding on more and more questions. And I remember the principal at the back as they were recording it as well. He was like, got it, got it. <laughs> and I remember seeing him out of the corner of my eye and being like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So I'm just going to ignore him. And like it went on for like, I think like two and a half hours. It happens though. Of me just yeah. chatting with Sarah Green, just so in awe of her and it was so random because she was talking about bad sisters and she actually didn't mention bad sisters but which is an incredible show but I remember her talking about that and she was like 
that she had just finished filming this amazing series, women led, it's about sisters, it's about female empowerment. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. And it was only after it came out that I realized that I had done an audition for Bad Sisters. Yeah, you were telling me. And I was like, it was the most bizarre audition I ever went to. It was to play the younger version of one of the sisters. Now, I'm not sure which one. It could have been Sarah Green. Oh, I could have got to play her younger self. No. Um, but it was like a day in a swimming pool in Dublin. And they always say for your tapes, as I mentioned before, like do something out of the blue, make sure that you stand out. So like I put on my swimming togs and my swim cape and did it like in my living room. And we had to be jumping off the pier. So I was like, come in, I'll save you. And like, I was just giving it socks. And then I got to the recall and it was in a swimming pool. And they were like, you must have excellent swimming ability, especially in open waters. Oh my God. And I was like, oh goodness. Like I did swimming lessons for years, but I was like, I don't think that I'm up to scratch as some of the other people might be at the audition. So I did like two private swimming lessons beforehand so that I'd be like up to scratch, you know? And I showed up and some of the girls were like, oh, I haven't been in a swimming pool in years. Oh. Like, I barely even know how to swim. And I was like, that's so funny because, like, I was like, I need to be top of the game. Like, I need a my swimming needs to be on point. But, like, it's so funny because people, I feel like a running joke in the acting industry is, like, everyone says that they can horse ride until they show up and there's yeah. a horse on set and nobody can horse ride. And there was like a camera underwater and they were like, look like you're look like you're drowning or look like you're saving your sister. I didn't get it in the end, but it actually didn't even get put in in the final edit, which is crazy. Like a day at the 40 foot in Dublin and it didn't even get put in, which is you never know with the final cut how things are going to turn out, which is like such a scary part of the industry. But like it's also so exciting because you see something for the first time and you're like, oh, didn't expect it to look like that, but like pleasantly surprised, you know? Yeah, like I feel like that's such a big fear because I hear so many interviews of like actors being like, I have this role coming from this film, and then you watch and you're like, oh, wait a second, they were never there. Oh, <laughs> like God, I think, yeah. Of a, I always think of Catherine Langford, you know, she played yes. the main girl on 13 Reasons Why, Hannah Baker, and she was meant to be in Avengers Endgame. <gasps> And she she was like cast and everything. They're talking about her role, and she just never appeared because they cut it Easy. out. Yeah. yeah, did happen to me with another film that I did. I had a few lines in it, and then it came out, and I was so excited to watch it. And then I was like, "Oh, this is the bit that I'm in. This is the bit." And then it like cut to the next oh. like next like location, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you're like anyway. that didn't work." <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're like I was talking about another film, guys. This isn't the one. I'm yeah, in. it's like I swear it's coming out, and then wait till people forget about it. <laughs> like I learned that lesson early on. Don't, Don't. tell people when you have yeah. stuff like in pre-production or something like that. You know, even I remember when I was doing my first ad, I was so so excited. I think I was in TY in school, and I had to take a few days off to go up to Dublin, and I was like, guys, I'm gonna be in an ad. You know, it's gonna be. So exciting and like obviously I thought that the whole ad would be me <laughs> I, I mean why wouldn't it be <laughs> yeah. and then it comes out and it's like the tiniest split second and I remember showing it to my class and everyone is like whoa that's so cool and I was like okay at least you guys don't yeah. think that it's lame that it's like a second here but yeah it's so funny yeah and I feel like the amount of work that goes into these things like a few days Crazy. for that and yeah. then for it to be one split second you're like oh that's so much work on there feel like you definitely do do so much work like in the pre-production like that's actually a bit that I love about it like because even if I have an audition like I'll always like make my Pinterest boards and make my Spotify playlist that go with the character you know and you're 
even now for something that I have um, in pre-production, um, it's a period piece. And so I'm doing having a lot of fun, like researching the time and period and the clothing that they wore during that time. And yeah. like what like Ireland looked like during that time. You know, it the, the pre-production side of it is fun. So I can imagine how tragic it must be if like your role was cut after you putting this immense amount of work and you don't even get a credit then at the end if you're cut that is so that's the yeah. only reason that you're doing it it's just to <laughs> show your you're like i'm not about the money i just need to add something on imdb yeah, yeah. totally but um actually can you tell us about that because like that is your first series am i correct yeah, yeah. so it's called red hand men and we're filming in belfast sort of start of september so it's a period piece it's set in ireland in kind of the 1900s and yeah, it's really, it's really exciting. Because I remember I did actually say at the start of this year, I was like, oh, I'd love to be in a period piece because like I really enjoy history, especially our Irish yeah. history, because like we have such a rich history and it's so, you know, really interesting to delve into. So yeah, I'm having lots of fun at the moment, sort of working on my character. She's a really, Molly is her name. She's really layered and there's lots going on in her life so I'm having a lot of fun it's definitely something that I'm really excited for because I'm really interested is this like your first shoot where you'll be at a, like a certain length away from home because Belfast obviously quite yeah. far away do you know how long the shoot's going to be yet or I think it's gonna actually be like it's gonna be split into sections so it might oh, be right. like a couple of days and then a week and then this yeah. long um but it's funny because obviously when you're under 18 you always need to come with your chaperone so my mom would go with me to every shoot, you know, even an ad. They'd put her up in the hotel as well, and it would be lovely we could have our time away. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, I've never even been to the north. So going by myself there to film will be so exciting. Yeah. My little adventure. <laughs> it's, like, it sounds fantastic. I, I'd say we probably can't say too much about it just because early stages. Yeah. But like, period piece, I can't wait to see the outfits, yeah. like the production. Like, that's going to be amazing. Um, I also want to talk about, you have two features coming up, um, A Hell of a Difference and Swing About, both which look fantastic. I really want to ask you about Swing About because it seems to be a very female-focused film. Do you want to just give us a quick synopsis for anyone who hasn't heard about it yet? Yeah, so it's four female boxers and a swing bout is actually a person who, if there's a boxing match going on and if there's an early knockout and if there's space in the television card, you know if it's scheduled to be on Sky Sport for this long and if there's an early knockout after the first round and it's like 10 minutes and they're like, oh, what will we show now? It's actually the swing bouts who come on and just like, it'll be their first like feature debut. Oh, wow. So it's like their first like professional debut, but obviously they have to wait in the waiting rooms and the dressing rooms and, you know, they could go on or they couldn't go on. So it's actually like all set before, you know, a match happens. And it was amazing to have a female-led sporting film, which for some reason is so, so rare. rare. Yeah. It shouldn't be because, like, it was so crazy during our prep for the film. We, I did boxing training for three months beforehand and seeing some of like the female boxes, it was in SBG gym in Blackpool, yeah. which was like, I absolutely loved that experience. It was my first time having to do that work to have to become a character, you know? Yeah. But seeing these women boxers in the gym, I was like, these are powerhouses. Like these women are incredible. I don't know why there's not more light shone around, yeah. you know, female sport, it's crazy. But yeah, I gained so much respect for the boxing industry during my prep for that and hearing their stories and hearing, you know, how they got into boxing and how much work they do. It really is their lives. Like some of these people just eat, sleep and breathe 
boxing they're in the gym all the time they're doing all their fitness regimes and I was like wow so I feel like we the four lead females put a lot of work into our boxing to you know do justice to the boxing industry so that it didn't come out and they were like she doesn't look very good <laughs> you know it's actually the boxing training really helped get into like the mentality and physicality of the boxer because you know you have to look down through your eyes and put your fists up near your face and it's so fun and I really enjoyed the boxing training and what was like the length like for it? Like how many days a week or? It was twice a week for three months. Wow. Um, yeah, so we did one-to-ones, um, myself and another girl, with the coach. And then he was like, oh, you, you can just join the class now. Like you, you have the skills, you have the basic skills. So I remember joining the class and we were the only girls there. And I was like, oh my God. And then we were doing like pad work with all yeah. these like, you know, good boxer fellas and I was like just take it easy I'm I'm only doing it for the acting you know I'm maybe my punches weren't as forceful as they could be but actually being around them and being in the class with them I feel was really empowering because they were like just give it welly you know hit as hard as you can and you think going into boxing that it's you know just the arms but oh my god it's your arms, your legs, your core, like it is such a good workout. So that was coming up to Christmas. So that was like an amazing workout <laughs> yeah. to have under my belt. Yeah, that was really, really fun. I had so much fun doing that. Speaking about your character, can you tell us a bit about her? What's she like? Yeah, so her name is Bernie Breen um, and she's the youngest out of the four female boxers, but she's definitely like, she's got that fire within her. And I feel like as well in our prep, we sort of discovered that everyone does boxing for a reason you know yeah. there's something something in their mind or something that happened to them in the past that they you know that's why they started boxing um so her backstory was really interesting to delve into and um yeah although the other boxers who she's fighting against are much older than her she doesn't let that get in her way and the cast and crew of that film were absolutely amazing and for my first feature film it really set yeah. the standards so high because like even the energy on set and the collaborativeness of everyone. Don't think that's a word. Um. That's okay. <laughs> There's so many grammatical errors in these things. I'm like, I don't even edit them out. I'm like, look, you got it. Leave it in. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to yeah, say. You, you get what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was such an amazing experience that I had. And I'm so grateful for it. And I really actually missed the boxer braids. I had to have my hair like that for a oh, while. Yeah. yeah, it was so, it was crazy. I had to like sleep with them in for for ages and didn't wash my hair you okay um, maybe come <laughs> okay guys that's gonna be like i'm just gonna do i should do like an opening line of the episode <laughs> like did. i don't wash my hair i didn't wash my hair i actually don't ages. ever guys yeah but um yeah about the braids how long did they take to put in because those are tight they yeah them. they're really tight i mean it was an african hair braider who did it who's yeah. really used to doing this so I say it took like 45 minutes ahead and we actually did get it redone a couple of times throughout the shoot because you know you're sleeping in it it's going to get frizzy it's going to get messed definitely the boxing training and the braids were two things that just helped transport you into the world of the boxer you know Mm -hmm. you didn't have to use your imagination as much for those things which was you know it really helped in the whole character prep aspect of it like when you're prepping for characters now like do you is there a specific method that you have like obviously some people have method acting some people kind of think critically just about what they're doing like how do you kind of slip under a character's skin and just try to understand them so you can give the best performance you can yeah I definitely feel like I rely on like real source material a lot like especially for swing bout I say I watched a dozen boxing films like you know 
Million Dollar Baby, the Katie Taylor yeah. documentary, things like that. I feel like I rely on a lot and Pinterest, you know, even <laughs> Pinterest is we my We love savior. Pinterest. <laughs> we love Pinterest. But even there was a moment that I had to do a bit of an emotional scene. And so having pictures of the things that triggered my character emotionally and having maybe an emotional song or something like that. I rely on music so much mm -hmm. as well. It was so funny because there was a scene that we had to do that was after they fought, but obviously we hadn't yeah. just, we hadn't been out at, at the ring fighting. Um, so I had to get into that like really psyched up mindset. And I was like listening to all my like hype songs, just like dancing in the dressing room. <laughs> like the camera crew were setting up and I was like, you better lose yourself in the music. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I really rely on music a lot to um, get into the character as well. But I feel like it's so interesting because there's so many different methods and ways out there that like I'm still learning what's best for me, even on Swing Bout, seeing different people, how they get into their character, even different techniques with like the script, like people write different things or people highlight different yeah. things. You know, it's so interesting. So I feel like I'm still like honing my craft. But yeah, it's really just exciting to hear everyone else's takes and what they find useful yeah i'm so excited for the film to come out because it looks so fantastic and like you said being female-led especially for a sports film yeah do you have any um idea when it might be released or when we might be able to catch it i know still in the editing process at the moment yeah i think definitely 2024 and the annoying thing as well about when you're in something is that it has to do the festival circuit first yeah and it's not allowed like go to the festivals and things if it's already released to the public so I say that the hopefully it'll do well. I feel like it will do well on the festival circuit. So after that, then it'll be out. And yeah, I'm so excited. I'll be sharing the living daylights out of it because it was such a fun experience. So yeah, that's something that I've to look forward to. Definitely a world like two or few because at the film festivals, oh. they go far and wide. Like you, touch wood, yeah. we'll get a little holly bop out of it. Yeah, like, like <laughs> loads of, I know. just look over and like they're like, oh yeah, I'm in like Texas now. And I'm like, and you're like, wow. I'm like, how do you afford this? I'm like, do you have funding for this? I actually, that's a question I want to ask, but I can't ask. Yeah. I want to, someone needs to give me answers. You can't afford all of those. You're like, how can you do this? It's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I'll make a film if it means I get to go to like yeah. Santa Barbara. Yeah, totally, totally. I'm speaking about your other film, Ahead of a Difference. Can you? tell us a bit about that so it's about four teenagers who channel a demon mm -hmm. and they sort of it's about their journey of mixing with the demon and figuring out who he is and you know they rub off on him a bit he rubs off on them a bit and it's about their journey I suppose with him and sending him back or keeping him you never know and yeah that was my first time ever doing something in that genre like it's yeah. a horror comedy so that was the character that I played on Swing Bout obviously was totally different, although they did sort of share the same like fiery streak, which was funny because they were filmed, you know, a few months apart from each other. But it was my first time ever doing something in that genre, you know, with working with special effects and things like that. Yeah, so that will be something also that I'm really excited to come out. So there's two things that are due to come out soon, <laughs> which is exciting. <laughs> and like for the special effects, what was it like working with them? Because if that was your first time, I imagine for a hard comedy where they tend to be quite prominent, like was it challenging to work with or just very interesting or? Yeah, I suppose it didn't get in the way too much, thank God. But it was a really vivid and vibrant script. And so you could sort of imagine the stuff even when yeah. you were reading it beforehand. So being on set and filming it was super super fun yeah and like for the character as well you're talking about how she's channeling the demon as well was it almost like playing a dual character trying to incorporate bits of them or was it just playing her straight 
Yeah, and something that I actually found about my character was that she nearly shares like a bit of a demonic undertone to her. So that was something that I had loads of fun playing with. Bring when we were filming was like that tension and, you know, because what we're learning in college at the moment is like how how your body and how you hold your body really affects how you're portrayed on the camera. And so that was something that I really had fun playing around with. Talking about college, like, would you recommend a course for people or do you think that it's viable to go an alternative route, say either doing college course, which is maybe different from acting or maybe to not do course at all? Well, I feel like there's no hard or fast way to make it. And there's so many people in the industry who don't even have formal training under their belt who are doing so incredibly well. And I feel like especially when you're doing the Leaving Cert and you want to do a course that's not exactly academic related, you're like, oh my God, how do I go (laughs) about doing this? What do I do? And so even for me, I was really confused as to like, oh, where, where should I go? What should I do? And, you know, no level of training, I feel, guarantees work in the industry, Mm -hmm. which is so annoying. You can't get your degree and then you're all of a sudden employed all the time so and it definitely is viable to just keep working at it on the side and do another course if something else interests you like it's so possible but for me like nothing else (laughs) nothing else gives you know I don't have the passion for anything else as I do for acting and so I feel that because I'm studying acting in college I'm getting all these useful hints and tips of ways that I can become the character and things like that but it's so it's so possible to do it yourself and you know to just attend acting classes and attend film festivals and meet people and just get yourself out there Mm -hmm. definitely is possible yeah because like I love that at such a young age like you just kind of went for it between like the agents just applying and like if you look at um, your social media you can follow Neve on Instagram (laughs) the alternative Instagram that someone made that was weird my days that was crazy and you know what it was so funny because yeah so there's this fake account going around I came to the conclusion that I think it was Russian hackers because I don't I don't think it was anyone that I know because they were trying to send out weird links to like get people's login details and stuff like that but a lot of people I put it on my story because a lot of people messaged me being like is this you like I'm gonna unfollow you now and I'm gonna report your actual page and I'm like Please don't do that. I work so hard to I know, put up like, all my stuff. You're like the aesthetic. I went to the holidays yeah, to Greece. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I need to have all my aesthetic photos. <laughs> but it was so funny. I put it on my story being like, there's this, this is a fake account. This isn't me. Like report it, block it, everything. And people were like, girl, you've made it. Girl, yeah, yeah. Fan account. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> at first I was like, is this an obsessed stalker? Which would be horrifying. But at the same time, I was like, damn. But I did report that page also. Yeah, oh, thank yeah. you. And actually, I got a notification back to say, this morning, Instagram has reviewed your request that you put in. And I was like, oh my God, Fab. And they're like, we've decided to not remove this account. What? So it's got to be going around. I, mean, I know, it's tragic. How is that even possible? It's, oh my God, like somebody stealing my identity. Literally. I don't understand. Like, Instagram, get your act together if you're listening to this. <laughs> help me, help me. Like literally, like the reporters are like, 
it's like why do you want to report this person's like literally imitating another person and they're like hmm anyways yeah they're like anyways moving on and it's so cringe as well because like it's like you guys my profile has been hacked broken heart emoji and i'm like ew if people think that's really me yeah it's so cringe i like, hate it if you have any friends that follow account i kind of be onto them and i'd be like girl do you know who i am and so many people followed it back and interacted with it and i was like guys have you never learned cyber safety literally like even the caption i think it was something like don't contact my other guests yes. <laughs> like okay why would why would me why would i really say that if that was really yeah like it's like don't talk to the other characters it's like like, unfollow her and follow me instead yeah Yeah. um yeah so follow um is it criminal yeah Yeah, that's the actual (laughs) account um i don't know what the other one's called it's called like the same thing with like an extra h yeah don't follow on so inconvenient i know but like i'm sorry when i just saw that and i just saw like there are actually people following it like if my friends did that i would just be like oh i killed yeah them. yeah i'm cutting you guys out like this is just not it and then when i posted like oh this isn't really me people were like how do i know and then i like put up like a crazy video of me being like this is real this is me so people knew like guys this is truly me okay somebody dm'd me back and they were like how do i know that you're not the hacker I was like, you're like, how am I going to prove myself? How am I going to prove myself? But I love that, like, you're posting pictures, but you literally only have yourself, that you could only have, like, on holidays or, like, with friends. And they're like, but how do I know it's really you? Yeah, like, you're like, who else would have access to my camera? Oh, I love how deep people went with this one, to be fair. Yeah, and it just shows you. Social media is such a crazy place like even you were saying to me like oh my god it's so cool that you have all this stuff and i'm like obviously people only post the good stuff yeah yeah like social media people can really make themselves out like i remember talking to someone before um an actor and they were like i often see people in the supermarket and they're like you're doing so well and he's like yeah because i only post the amazing Mm -hmm. stuff that i'm doing i don't post the everyone btw this is my 12th projection this week <laughs> look at this email. live laugh love yeah i want to actually talk about that because you have spoken before about like just in terms of rejection because to be fair rejection is so common in the film industry where you like send something off you send an audition you hear nothing back or you might well most time you hear nothing back i'd say and mm. other times it's just like oh yeah sorry like you know you're not the one for the role like how do you deal with that because i feel like that must be a hard thing especially the waiting yeah Definitely. I feel like when you send something off, you just have to not dwell on it. And, you know, especially with self-tapes, there's some self-tapes that are only a couple of lines, but I could spend literally two full days doing. Yeah. And you put that much into it and then you send it off and you you think like to yourself, oh, this is the one. I have it in the bag. And then, as you said, like literally all of the time you don't hear back. And then the odd time they'll be like, the role has been cast. Thank you for your time. You're just like, okay. So I feel like you definitely have to just send something off and forget about it, which is so hard to do. But I feel like I'm definitely becoming better at that. And as well, I always look at every audition as I got my face in front of a casting director. You know, they, yeah. they, they've seen my tape and they do say like, oh, we remember you. Until that happens to me, I'm not going to say <laughs> if, it's, if it's gospel truth. But... And also, I really enjoy doing self-tapes and stuff like mm-hmm. that and having a new script to work on. So I do enjoy it, and I suppose it's just for the fun of it. And if anything comes out of it, it's a, it's yeah. a bonus. So I suppose that's a good way to look at it. 
And like speaking of like being in front of the screen and like casting directors, does that like ever intimidate you? Like this idea of you being on a big screen or so many people seeing you? Yeah, definitely. And even before filming this series, my friends are like, oh my God, like imagine if it even swing by it. Imagine if it does this and if it goes to like this place. And I'm like, I do not think about that at all. I just think about the actual acting side of it. Because if you were thinking about, oh, how do I look on the screen? And that's actually something that college has taught me this year. That if you have these little insecurities and these things going around your brain like oh I don't like my side profile or I don't like this angle that they're shooting from or oh this is a full body shot do I look okay should I suck in you know what I mean that really takes you out of the acting and so I just really throw myself into it fully and I'm like I'm not thinking about how I look there's people for that there's hair and makeup they'll make sure that I look okay and you just have to focus on the acting because you know any other thoughts going inside your brain are just taken away from stellar performance you could be giving right now. I remember speaking to another actress before and saying one thing she didn't like about the film industry that was really talked about is body image. Mm. The way like you feel you should look on screen. Like is that something you've ever had to deal with where you're like you might be nervous about how you look or like no it can be a very sensitive subject for somebody even like exercising and eating the right thing, just trying to be like, oh I want to look a certain way on screen. Yeah, definitely. I feel like you always want to put the best version of yourself forward. And even I remember I was with an acting teacher I was doing a self-tape for an audition and she was like okay just look really really sad and I remember I was getting into it and like looking really sad and then I watched it back and I was like oh I don't really like how I look when I'm giving it that much emotion and she's like girl this is real life yeah you need to portray real life on the screen so I feel like that definitely is something because it's such a I guess it's it definitely is like image is a huge thing about the industry you know but I feel like definitely the industry is becoming more inclusive and accepting definitely for sure like how you represented like in the emotion because like personally I would be a very ugly queer I know some people look amazing but like thank you for you know representing me on screen I look really like there we go I was doing it for you Shannon (laughs) I feel so seen I feel so seen today yeah um something I really want to ask about as well is obviously this idea of like you know, being in front of more people, does that ever scare you? Like, even in social media, like, the people you you have following for your work, people who might be fans of you, like, do you ever think of, like, you know, maybe one day you could hit a level of fame and, like, how would you feel about that? Like, I remember it was funny. I, over COVID, I really just went to so many Zooms and things online. And I remember I was on this one Zoom and it was about marketing yourself. And it's crazy. I watched, um, you know, Actors on Actors, those interviews, Elle Fanning and and Jenna Ortega. And they were talking about Instagram and how they go to a lot of auditions. And it's like, oh, you don't have enough followers. You can have as big of a profile. So I remember being on this Zoom meeting and they were like, right, what you're going to do right now is you're going to put an actor, you know, a business account. And my account was on private. And I used to never, like, accept follow requests because I'd be so like, oh, I barely know you. I'm not going to accept you. And I remember I changed my account to a business profile. I didn't realize that that automatically made my account public. Public, And I started getting, like, I say I had, like, 500 follow requests. Like, all these extra followers. And I was like, oh, my God, delete my school uniform. Delete pictures of my family. Like, delete all of this. And actually, that's something that my mom does say. She's like, oh, if you, you know, start to get more followers, like, you should have, like, a private account. Like, to keep your private life private, I suppose. But, yeah, it's it's crazy now that the industry has turned so much to that. Because I guess if a high-profile person is Mm -hmm. attached to a project, they're going to post about it and their followers are going to see it. And that's a bigger market for their film so I suppose 
you know, producers and directors and stuff like that are always just thinking about how can we get the most money and make our film yeah. the most successful it can be. So I've heard so many times of things that I've been in, like, oh, we are looking to cast this role as, like, a higher profile person or, like, you know, oh, uh, definitely a role in this film will be a high profile person, which is crazy. Yeah, like, um, I think that's just mad because, like, it's, especially if you want to be a private person, like, if you don't want to share that much about yourself, it's, it's almost like you have to. Not many people yeah. have the luxury of just being able to be like, I actually don't want social media. I but guess like, Killian Murphy and Saoirse Ronan yeah. are two, which really have, like, no online social media presence, but they were lucky that they sort of were successful yeah. from a young age. Yeah. So if you're trying to really, you know, break into the industry, I feel that actually having a posting your acting stuff and trying to promote yourself because you're self-employed like you need to try and promote yourself yeah and actually I have gotten a few different messages and stuff like that from people on Instagram and it's definitely a great way to connect with people in the acting industry and things like that but yeah it's a crazy world you know I really like the way you said like self-employment because I feel like Mm. that's just the way it is it's just about promoting yourself it's not really about like obviously you can post the fun stuff but it's like for a job as well yeah like you are the brand so like how do you want to market yourself on you know how do you want to put yourself forward and market yourself to people you and Harry Styles (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) jeez we know we love Harry here it's okay we do yes But uh, yeah, I feel like the pressure to be like relatable or like approachable or just, I think, yeah, I think the, the I'm not going to say the Finsta because I won't say it's a Finsta, but like having account for your own mm. work and having account for yourself. Now you obviously have the both of them at the moment tied together. But uh, yeah, I feel like that's just such a, that's a safe bet, I think at the moment. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, maybe when I get the blue tick. I yeah, when she gets the blue tick. <laughs> I think you can apply for that you now can. for free. I actually, I did get a notification and they were like, oh, you know, you can, you're eligible for a blue tick. And then I went in and it was like sixteen ninety nine a month. Oh, I was no. like, sorry, student life student life is not is there like an offer can you give me like yeah half can price? i like use uni days with student beans <laughs> yeah, yeah. to get my like uh, instagram verification <laughs> yeah but i think those are so funny i feel like it's a bad thing about them is you know someone's paying for them and you're like why are you paying for it like i mean like in your case yeah because literally you're an actor like this is your brand but like people who just have it on their random day. people yeah I'm like, girl how do you get that yeah i'm like you have 200 followers who what are you doing this for so funny yeah. But uh, no, that's a really good point. Um, I suppose I'll wrap up in a few minutes, but I have a few questions to want to ask you beforehand. And I'm really interested, is there any particular character that you like to play? Because you have played previously, like kind of fiery characters mm. that you were just talking about there with Swing About and Head of Difference. Is there any kind of role you'd like to dig into? Like we're talking like sociopath Amy from Gone Girl or maybe someone really sweet and loving, you know? Oh, I feel like the more complex and layered characters are the ones that are the most fun. Mm -hmm. So I feel like somebody who, you know, even comes from a different world or like the fictional type of character would be cool. Also, I feel like a biopic would be something which would be so, so interesting to delve into. And also such a huge undertaking and so much pressure too. Um, because there's so much source material and so much things that people can compare you to. Yeah. But there's also so much research you can do for that so I don't know who I'd play but definitely I feel like a biopic would be something which would be fun to explore and delve into yeah is there um any like particular director or actor you'd like to work with as well do you know like so you many a, yeah oh my gosh you're like yeah. here's a list I actually brought it with me. yeah let me just take it out I mean like have you seen Oppenheimer Barbie? oh yeah yeah like Greta Gerwig Christopher Nolan 
Wow. Um, also, literally the whole cast of Oppenheimer. I would love to. I know. Florence Pugh, Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon. Oh, wow. Incredible. Um, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling. I mean, everything that's out at the moment. Um, I would also, I mean, Lenny Abramson, you interviewed him. Yeah. His... He's films are just incredible and yeah. he's doing so well as well he's just a nice I know I've said this already but he's like the nicest guy ever like he was so oh. open and I was it like, seemed it yeah because that episode was really insightful to listen to as well yeah he's a great guy love it <laughs> watch out of Lenny Abrams films hey Lenny, Lenny thanks <laughs> Lenny contact um, Niamh get her in one of your yes, series and films yes please I'm manifesting it Lenny I want to work with you I don't know between this you said like you last year you wanted like um, a period piece and what was the other sort of like a bit of a gangster like like rough yeah. sort of a you know a very layered piece and that swing swing bout was sort of had that element to it and now the period piece I'm doing next month so you know touch wood maybe you know what I might do right now is I'm gonna guess a few numbers and yeah. that's gonna win us a million we can split it because it seems <laughs> manifestation might be the way forward I think that's it I don't like like, like work let's forget about it let's just oh, manifest it drop out of college yeah just life's gonna work out yeah, no, honestly, like, I found, though, I know this sounds really strange, but even start of the year, like, I remember writing down a list of names, people I wanted to interview, and I was like, lol, they're never going to come on. Yeah. And then, like, then I, two of them I had down was Lenny and Aina, and I was like, they're not going to come on. And then they did come on. So I, I know it sounds weird, but sometimes when you do look at stuff like that, you're like, weird connections. Like, yeah. So who knows? Like, if you, maybe there's someone here Reached you might... Reached out, yeah. yeah. Because I feel like things can seem so out of touch, but you just got to be like, okay, the worst thing that could happen is exactly. a no or ignore. Yeah, I think um, just to wrap this up, something, my final question is always kind of like, what advice would you have for, it doesn't necessarily need to be someone acting, could be, but like, what advice would you give to someone that you think has helped you the most? Okay, I feel like something that has actually helped me a lot was just to follow your dreams because I feel like, when I was starting secondary school and when I thought, oh, I'd like to be an actor, it really seemed out of reach. And mm -hmm. I would say just dream big. And if you set your mind to it, anything is possible. And if you put in the hard work and if you really, you know, visualize it, manifestation, anything is possible once you set your mind to it. So, yeah, that's something I think I would say dream big. Yeah, no, I think that's really solid advice because the people who follow their dreams are the ones who do get it. Mm. Like no one who's ever succeeded hasn't been someone like who is like, oh, I don't care about this. Like... Totally. Like, yeah, for it to happen, like you have to believe in it, I you think. You have to believe in it and put in the work and everything will work out in the end. Yeah. Also, I love how so many small things turn to bigger things. I feel like that happens so much. Yeah, definitely. And everything happens for a reason. Like you mightn't have gotten this, but one door closes, another yeah. one opens, you know? Like I, I'm really glad I did this episode because I think it's great for any maybe young actor, any young filmmaker who's listening to this and see like, if you put it in, like look like what you're achieving can be the same oh, for them as thank well. Thank you. Yeah, I hope it works out. If you're listening to this, it will work out for you. Yeah. You're amazing. So I suppose we'll finish. Oh, wait, just before we go, Barbie or Oppenheimer? Did oh, I think Oppenheimer. I think so too, yeah. Yeah. It was just, I was clung to the edge of my seat with my mouth open. Like, I was enthralled. Yeah, no, definitely. I loved Oppenheimer. I yes. think Barbie is good, but a bit messy in some parts. Mm, and definitely, I feel like Oppenheimer as well. I mean, Killian Murphy, Cork Man. I hope he Wait, gets the Oscar, Oscar nom. Yeah. yeah but no. I, yeah, that would be amazing. Wow. This is early Oscar predictions, but I definitely think he'd be nominated, but I hope he wins. For sure, hope yeah. hope he wins so oh, bad. I'm praying for you, Killian. <laughs> <laughs> Manifesting for you, Killian. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, that wraps up this episode. Um, 
thank you Neve, so much for coming on thank you, you were, I had lots of fun yeah you were delighted to talk to like really could just like chat away with you first I was a bit concerned actually before starting this I was like this is just gonna be a normal conversation yeah because yeah. we just both <laughs> yeah wafflers yeah <laughs> we were just like let, like let's talk holidays concerts whatever yeah but uh, yeah no uh, Neve is an absolute talent to watch I see a really big career before her and oh. When both swing bout and ahead of a difference comes around, I would definitely one hundred and ten percent recommend to watch it. They both look fantastic, and yeah, go out and catch all of her future work. I feel like we have definitely an actress on the rise here, and you want to get her when you're early, so you can oh, say you can do you. that thing, <laughs> like you know when you know some before they're like, like super big. Yeah. yeah, you're like Kate Bush. I knew her in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, but thank you so much to everyone for listening, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Thank, thank you, you. Neve. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye.